Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I don't have much to talk about today in terms of like current events, headline news. Sorry. (laughs) What will I say? I have a couple of documentary recommendations for you guys. First of all, Run, Don't Walk to the Tina Turner documentary. I watched it a couple weeks ago and I thought it was absolutely incredible. If you are not super familiar with Tina, um, I don't know how that's possible, but I think we all have like a tangential knowledge of Tina Turner. And it really gets to the heart of the issue, to her relationship with Ike, to her having to like reclaw her way back into pop culture after their divorce. And I, it was just an incredibly powerful, like I am finally able to talk about my life on my own terms and how he really, Ike, really, like, ruined a lot of parts of her life and really kind of shaped the way she is and all of the mental health issues that go went along with, like, his presence in her life. It, it's so good, you guys. It's, I think, maybe two maybe over two hours. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. If you have to divide it into two parts, do so. Such a good documentary. I've been saying that since HBO Max came out that I've been really kind of disappointed with their documentaries. They really don't do it for me, but this one was probably the best of the ones that I've watched. 
Secondly, if you guys have been on my Twitter at Caribbean Tweets, uh, there was a, a documentary that I have not quite finished. I think I've got like 15 minutes left, but it's called Dumbstruck. It is about a uh, few select members of our society who are ventriloquists and it gets into their backstory and how they got there. There is a guy named a boy, a boy named Dylan, who has a ventriloquist dummy named Reggie. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Other people have very dark stories. There are high points. There are low points. It's pretty compelling. It's like a, you know, maybe not a run, don't walk, but maybe like a, you know, um, walk briskly instead of walking at your normal pace. I thought it was very interesting, but Dylan, I have so many questions for you. So many questions for you, Dylan. I don't, I don't care that you were 13 at the time. You're like 23 now and I have a lot of questions. So if anybody knows or can get me in contact with Dylan and what he's up to these days, uh, Reggie, prayers up for Reggie, the ventriloquist dummy. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, the last bit of news is I'm announcing a new Patreon series. You guys, for those of you who don't know, I do have a Patreon you can find me at patreon.com slash EBBM podcast. I have done Lindsay's, uh, Lindsay Lohan's docuseries that she did with Oprah. I've done the whole Bethany getting married slash Bethany ever after series. I've done celebrity weddings. And now I'm moving on to the Ashley Simpson show. You guys, you can find the Ashley Simpson show in like pretty high quality on YouTube. Both seasons are available in full. Um, so the plan is I'm going to be doing two episodes per week. So that'll be, uh, I think, I think there are eight episodes per season. So it'll be like an eight week run all about the Ashley Simpson show. I've had people reach out to me and tell me that they want to be on the episode. So I've already got a couple of guests coming on in the future, but yeah, every Wednesday I come out with a new episode on my Patreon. I'm very excited to do the Ashley Simpson show because, well, you know, my heart, it really speaks to a very specific time in my life and my heart. And like, are we going to act like autobiography wasn't a fucking banger after banger album? No, we're not. You know, I'm probably going to be singing a lot of the songs throughout the series just because like they're close to me and I love them. Um... Is that it? I think that's it for now, you guys. Um, if you guys are like sister wives and seeking sister wife fans, Wednesday on the free feed, I will be fully doing seeking sister wife and sister wives now. 90 Day Fiance is over for me. <laughs> I'm done. Um, and so we're moving like polygamy Wednesdays. All right. Polygamy Wednesdays. Uh, that's it. You guys following this, you are going to hear a very special Kardashian corner with the one and only Liz Bentley. We're going to be talking about all the Chloe drama and the latest episode of keeping up, uh, Travis and Courtney get talked about. It's a fun little conversation. And then after that, we're going to be talking about the latest episode of summer house. (sighs) Ooh, I will be starting a support group for the victims of Hannah and Dez and their um, sex. So if you are interested in joining that group, please let me know. I'll send you an invite. And with that, let's move on with the episode. So what does Courtney tell you about us? Who's her favorite? What the f*** do you do to Courtney to make her so happy? Honestly, at the <laughs> beginning, we were like, wait, 
Are they? I'm still thinking that. Hooking up. If it was like that kind of relationship. <laughs> that was the elephant in the room. No, if they were no we're not. Oh, it's okay if you are. No, we're not. Nobody judges. Well, it is funny. No, it's just very weird that that's what the impression was. Yeah. For just like two seconds. I would say like four. Oh my God, you guys. This is making me uncomfortable. You guys, welcome back to a very special Kardashian corner. Join with me today to talk about all the dumb shit that Chloe did last week is host of Feathers in My Hair and dear friend, Liz Bentley. Hi, Liz. Hi, Kara. How are we feeling? You know, I am feeling okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this Chloe thing that I think uh, might be a little different from other people's. You do. You have a um, potentially controversial yet brave statement to make about your theories and feelings about what happened. So let's talk about the incident. Mm -hmm. So apparently MJ, beloved, I know you love MJ a lot. She's your favorite. I like MJ is absolutely my favorite Kardashian without a doubt. So MJ posted or somebody posted on her Instagram an unedited bikini picture of Chloe. And then it went to a different uh, different Instagram account, something that has to do with like plastic surgery or talking about like what work people have done. Um, yeah, one of those like Instagram versus reality. Yes, correct. Um at that point, the account got suspended. There were um, lawyers involved. Several accounts on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, Reddit too. But it went up on the Kardashian Reddit subreddit and got taken down. Correct. Um, Kim got involved and tried to, you know, use her legalese to get people to <laughs> take it down. Um, it was a whole thing. To me. I and maybe you saw something differently, but to me, the general consensus well, the only consensus about this picture was that Chloe looked great. It, she looked great. Great. <laughs> like, I I, not- and I looked at like a side by side and I was like, yeah, like it's clear that her hips look bigger, but like that's okay. Like it's it, it it's just on it. She has a little bit of cellulite, like her hips definitely look a little bigger bigger but honestly it looks better because it looks more natural that her hips are normal size Mm -hmm. she looked beautiful um i think a lot of people owe me a lot of apologies because they had been saying that chloe had gotten her nose done and i said i don't think so you guys i think so this this is why i think (laughs) that chloe leaked this picture because her face looks so normal in this and I really think Chloe wanted to show off her normal face without having to admit how fucking crazy she looks most of the time. Did you see anybody say that she looked bad? No, not literally not a single person. Not a single person. Uh, if only, if anything, people said she looked better than she usually does. Yeah. So uh, I think that like. Chloe's in this weird spot where she has been contouring and filtering her nose in such like a crazy way that like she can't address what she really looks like without like without like copying to how much she's doing to make herself look different. Yeah, I mean, there's a larger conversation to be had here about now the show's winding down. 
They're going to have to figure out what their next moves are. But the biggest conversation to be had is, you know, could be about the Streisand effect and like causing more attention to something that needed to be caused. And, you know, more people are now paying attention to this picture that you allegedly don't want out there. Right. Um, The other thing is to me is like, we can't deny the Kardashians impact on image, body image. Um, They they shaped a whole generation. A hundred percent. And now I think, I mean, you're more into like the influencer jam. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, I feel like we're moving away from that. I think what I see is like these natural kind of like almost seventies ish kind of vibes where you're just like naturally beautiful. I don't see a whole lot of plumped up lips anymore. I don't see a whole lot of fillers. Like obviously that still happens, but I just feel like we're moving away from that Kardashian trend. Well, it actually like tracks that Addison Rae was on the Kardashians this week because I think she like exemplifies that, right? Mm -hmm. Like the girl next door, like she has a banging body, but it doesn't look like she spends hours trying every day trying to maintain it. Her lips aren't huge. She has just like a little button nose, but not like a super sculpted, like Addison is such a girl next door, and I think that is having a big impact. Yeah, I mean, you even see Kylie is really going for that, like, girl next door with an incredibly fat ass kind of vibe. She Um, has to get that fixed. (laughs) She got a real wagon. Um, Actually, you know who looks even crazier? Her best friend, Stassi. Her ass looks insane. It's like, go get that fixed. It's I don't, what do you do though? I you just, think what they have to do is I think it's I think the reason they don't get it fixed is because it's not just like getting lipo out. I think that they would have to do almost total reconstruction because like your skin is stretched out. So I think that they would have to lipo and then like take skin off, like like really like reconstruct the whole area. And I think that's why a lot of them don't just go and get it fixed. I mean, you see it with the lip fillers, right? When they get them dissolved, how their lips are like still stretch, like stretched out a little. Yeah. Um, I, I think the butt is that times 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So Chloe came out with a statement yeah. after days, a four page iOS press release. I don't want to talk about all of it, but I'm just going to start with the first one. So, hey guys, this is me and my body, unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week is beautiful, but as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering and bad lighting or doesn't capture your body the way it is after working so hard to get it to this point and then shares it to this wor- to the world, you should have every right to ask for it not to be shared, regardless of who you are. I agree. I think if she... If Left anybody... Left at that. Look, you can... You can ask people to take a picture down of you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's everything that happened after and yeah. how they went, that is the problem. So I half agree with that, right? Like, in theory, I agree with that. Like, yeah, that's correct. But at the same time, it's like you literally make your living, yeah. like, having us talk about your pictures. So you want it both ways. That's what bothers me about it. Like, Chloe wants it both ways here. Like, you can't. I agree. Like, if you don't like a picture, you should be able to get it taken down, especially if somebody you know posted it. But, mm-hmm. like, if the reason that you're famous is because your shit gets reposted everywhere. So you don't get to just be like, oh, well, I don't want that reposted. 
It's like it all gets reposted. That's why you're so rich. Right. Right. The other thing is that she went on Instagram Live and did this like weird, I don't even know what she would call that, like burlesque style number that she did of taking off some sort of, you know, Yeezy tour outfit. Um, Which, first of all, like I watch YouTube and the filters these ladies have on their cameras, like, please, please. Have you ever seen a Tati Westbrook video? Like that bitch doesn't look like that in real life. There's not a single line or pour on her face. Because she uses such heavy filters. Don't people don't realize there's actually a really good YouTube video, I think by Wayne Gross, where he goes like frame by frame showing the difference with the beauty filter, like the video camera beauty filter and not, and like how different it looks. Like, don't forget that like you can use the Snapchat beauty filter in motion. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> don't don't be fooled by this, is what I'm saying. Like, just because she's like saying, like, look, it's a video, I'm on live, like. Don't trust it. Don't trust any of it. Well, definitely don't trust it because there was a video that did not go viral a lot enough for my liking where you can see that the filter like kind of uh, <laughs> like jumps for a second. Yeah. Body, yeah. Like you can see how big her body gets and then it shrinks back in again. So, okay, girl. I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, we could talk about how fucked up your family is. And uh, we can talk they- about. I'll never forget when Chloe first got thin. Remember, it was like such a big deal. And she was like, the reason that I liked Lamar is because he liked me even when I was fat and ugly. And he was the one that cared about me. And I'm like, you are not fat and ugly. Like, Chloe is a big part of this, too. Like, I understand the reason that she feels so pressured to look a certain way. And I would say, like, her sisters and her mom impact that a lot. But, like, Chloe, you're part of this. Stop. Yeah, and lest we not forget, you guys, when they did the episode, the finale episode in 2019, I guess that was maybe season 18, um, and the Tristan and Jordan stuff came out, that mm-hmm. um, Chloe, on camera, called them both fat fucking assholes. So Yeah, also, uh, revenge body, strong yeah. looks better naked. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she really is trying to make revenge body, R.I.P., a body positive thing, but no, it's not about like losing a bunch of weight after somebody did you wrong. That's not your body can never be revenge. No, like that. We're moving to body neutrality. Like your body can't be revenge. Like that's not, that's placing such a value on the body. That is, mm -mm. it's not good. (laughs) So walk us through why you think this was PR. Okay. So, the only way that Chloe ever trends is for her face, right? Like, mm-hmm. unless, like, Tristan cheats on her with Jordan. Like, Chloe is, I mean, they're all kind of the least famous after Kim, right? Like, Kim is the undisputed champ, and then they all kind of, like, well, Kim and Kylie, I guess. And then the rest of them kind of, like, battle to who's second and third. Yeah. And I think that, for whatever reason, Chloe is just, like, always the one that really only trends for her face. And I think that because of that, she keeps one upping it. (laughs) Like she keeps adding these crazy filters. Like every six fucking months we have to deal with like, Chloe got a new face. And it's like, no, she didn't. Somebody just created a new filter for her. And now like I noticed it on the episode, she's contouring her nose to look like Michael Jackson. It's crazy the way that they're like contouring her nose, contouring. I feel like I'm saying that weird. Um, with makeup and she always 
because she posts these heavily filtered pictures, I think she feels like her makeup also needs to, like, make her nose look a certain way so her pictures don't look so crazy. And I kind of think that Chloe, well, one, she knows that her face trends, right? So, like, any picture where her face looks different is going to trend. And two, like, I think that Chloe wanted to be like, look, my face is still normal. Because her face is so normal in this picture. Like, her, she looks totally natural in this picture, her face. Young. And she looks young. She looks so young. She looks so good. I mean, and her body looks banging. Like, banging. It's a great, I mean, the lighting is bad. Like, I agree. But beyond that, like, she looks great. Like, yeah, there's a little cellulite. Yeah, it's a little wider. But, like. I see that. I'm like, oh, Chloe's in incredible shape. Like, Chloe is fit as fuck. She's thin. Like, they're, it looks so good that I think that they had this leak as a way to be like, look, this is another version of Chloe's face, except this is her real face. And everyone's going to be like, oh my God, the picture looks good. And then they Streisand affected it on purpose. What if the Kardashians ever tried to get a, take a, pic- a picture taken down? Ever. I mean, not to this extent, not to this length. Like, to like publicly involve people and then do all these multiple PR statements, like Tracy Romulus had to do one, and then Chloe did one, and then Kim's getting involved, and then Kim, there, you know, this has not been like this full court press like this. Over a picture. Over literally not a picture where, no offense, like, or not no offense, but like, she looks great. Like, it would be one thing if they had a picture of her like sitting on a chair and like the least flattering pose. You know what I mean? Like, her knees are up. She has like six rolls, like every single person when they sit like that. And like, you can see a double chin. Like, yeah. this is still a great picture, which is why I know this is such bullshit. Because if it was a bad picture, like, it's just the picture's too good. Chloe has been on my fucking Twitter for you. Tra- you know how Twitter on mm-hmm. desktop has those annoying, like, what's happening, curated yeah. trending things, which are. I hate them so much. Like, I I truly can't express how much I hate these curated topics. Chloe was trending on mine for four days. Yeah. Four days. To go back to your point about, like, the least popular, just, like, a race for the least popular Kardashian-Jenner, when they announced that season 20 was going to be the last season, one of my questions, um, because I had Christian Snow on, and we were talking about, like, who do you think would be most affected by the show being gone? And my immediate thought was Chloe because mm-hmm. truthfully, like say what you want about Courtney, like truly like who gives a fuck about Poosh, but well, with, Courtney's the prettiest. She, yeah. People go up for for Courtney. Big. Okay. So Courtney has always been very smart with her brand. I feel like people like truly believe that Courtney is an incredible mother who like all she wants to do is mother those kids and be around those kids. Like people really deeply have this belief that like Courtney is some sort of super mom. So they really like that. Mm-hmm. And she's beautiful. She's prettier than Kim. She's stunning. And she can really walk next to Kim in a way that it, it sucks, but a way that Chloe can't because Chloe's six inches taller. Like, Chloe just always looks out of place with her sisters. But Courtney, like, this is this is so rude. I hate saying this, but it's just the truth as far as like what we think of celebrities and body image and everything. Courtney, like, fits perfectly size wise next to Kim. Mm-hmm. So, like, in paparazzi pictures, like, Courtney's always going to look better than Chloe because, like, the focus is going to be Kim. And then it's like, well, who looks better next to her? And then it's Courtney. 
Yeah. Which is unfair and shitty for Chloe because Chloe's the best Kardashian or was. I mean, was. <laughs> um, it, so what I see on Twitter a lot is like I see Courtney trending quite a bit pretty often and it's usually not because of anything she's done i mean like the travis stuff is really giving her a lot of clout but when there's some picture of them going around like most of the girls are you know any combination of the sisters mm-hmm. courtney is the one who's trending immediately because they're like oh look at that she's a real bad bitch look at how beautiful she is like she's so natural she's she looks- so yeah. good with her face and her butt like she's been so smart about it amazing incredible so People really go up for Courtney. They really go up for Kent for Kendall. You know, Kylie's got whatever. Well, Kylie owns Gen Z. Like Kylie, they love her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and then you know, Kim's obviously doing her own thing. She's you know, congrats for being a billionaire, I guess. Um, and I want to see the receipts. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, yeah, she might get her her title snatch just like Kylie did. Uh. But yeah, I mean, Chloe really is the one who has the least going on. Like, it seems like even though she started off as being the most relatable, it's not really carrying over now. Yeah, and Chloe's kind of always said that because Chloe's the one that cares most about her relationships. And so she's always the one that, like, kind of, like, filters off from the rest of the family to be, like, living in Cleveland or, like. You know what I mean? Like, she's always, like, living somewhere else. And I just feel like is less tapped into, like, the branding of the Kardashians for whatever reason. Yes. She's also, like, how do I say this? I I don't know how to say this. I, she just is a very curious subject for me. Um, should we talk? Do you have any more feelings? Should we talk about the last episode? Yeah, I just want to say, have- like... It just, to me, it it feels impossible that this was natural. Like, that this leak happened, <laughs> then they decided to go full court press, and that, like, they brought all, like, we're, we've been talking about this all week. There's no way that Kris Jenner wasn't behind this. <laughs> and, like, maybe Chloe like, wasn't in on it. Maybe Chloe like, whatever. Maybe they sacrificed Chloe for this attention. But, like, I really do think that she was, like, this is a way to, like, show off my natural face without having to admit, like, the crazy makeup and filters I do. Do you think that it was maybe even, like, an intro into a new version of Chloe? Possibly. To see what the reaction would be? Like a test? Yeah. We never would have seen that picture if they didn't go after them. And the Kardashians know what the Charzan effect is. Mm-hmm. Like, if anybody knows how to use that to their advantage, it's them. True. You're absolutely right. <sighs> so this episode was stupid, but it did get into, the, like, the influencer of it all. I just want to say off the top that, like, the storyline, and I'm putting that in quotes about uh, Kim and Chloe being curious about uh, Courtney's yeah. relationship with Addison Rae is, like, so fake. It's literally just lifted from twitter because yeah. people were like why is this 40 year old woman hanging out with a woman half well, what i saw was like <laughs> courtney's introducing addison to a way to like a way of life mm. like she's like bringing her into that like weird fold they have you know what i was thinking about when i was watching this the kardashians are so rich that like why am i supposed to be like impressed by this beach house they have when they give people gifts, it's like, oh, cool. Like, they have everything, and it makes it boring to watch it because there's nothing exciting ever happens because you're like, yeah, they're rich. 
they're that rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I mean, the house is beautiful, but like, okay, yeah, of course they have a beautiful house in Malibu. Yeah. I mean, those stairs, did you see how those stairs to get to the beach? Yeah. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> I would never, I would be like, I'm just not going to the beach. Like, you guys can leave me halfway here. Like, I, it's not worth it. But the storyline is like Courtney and, and Addison's friendship, and they're always giggling with each other, and they're always playing cornhole, and Mason's probably trying to take pictures of Addison, low-key, and, you know, okay, first of all, you don't think it's weird that your, like, 10-year-old son is introducing you yeah. to your friend group? Well, did you did you catch the line where Scott goes, well, you know, I dated a 21-year-old, and somebody goes, that's, and then stop themselves from saying that's different? <laughs> Did yeah. you catch that? I, I did. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Like, okay, that storyline was bullshit. But also it's like, oh, now you guys want to draw a line about inappropriate age is relationships? Is still with um, the Rena? The Rena girl? Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's not even 21. She's like 19, yeah. I think, or 20. They don't um, care. They don't care. They don't give a shit. So why are you guys acting like, oh, oh, her friends is twenty. Oh, oh my god. Um, uh, Tyga, hello. We want to Here's about- my question: Why didn't they cut that David Dobrik part out? Oh, exactly. That is wild to me. That with all of the shit that's happening with David Dobrik, that they would have this like full on. It was so easy to cut out. It was forty five seconds. They could have totally yeah. cut that out. And it wasn't even vital to the story. No, like, not at all. And for her, to, for Courtney to have this like gushing, like, oh, Mason is friends with David Dobrik. And then he surprised Mason with Addison in the trunk. <laughs> like, well, first of all, what? Okay. <laughs> and secondly, like, yeah, that is a huge misstep. Yeah, they should have cut that. Also, like, the thing with Addison is like, I never want to. Addison is famous for scrunching her face. That is literally all she does. If you go look at her TikTok, every video is her of like doing this little face scrunch that she does. And I don't like need to see her on TV. Like that's not, she doesn't need to do that. Like we don't need this. Like stop trying to make Addison happen. Her personality didn't like come shine through. When she and Courtney were wearing those matching outfits, I was like, this is fucking weird. It's weird. Even Penelope said it. She clocked it. She's like, (laughs) stupid <laughs> like oh also though how about that one moment where kim goes to penelope she's like do you want to do hear something you should never do and then like talk shit on courtney <laughs> to penelope so right. adults in my family used to do that to me and it's not good let me tell you it's not good at all like okay you just completely just ran shit on my own mother like how am i supposed what do you want me to do with this information like <laughs> That was fucked up. She's not your peer, girl. Um, So I don't know what the difference between Addison and, like, those D'Amelio girls is. Is there? Um, So there's not a huge one. They both, Charlie, I think, was, I think Addison, actually. I don't know. Addison may have gone a little viral first. Charlie is, like, as far as, like, who is the most famous TikToker, it's Charlie, is my understanding. None of these people ever come up on my For You page, thank God. But I believe Addison was in the hype house with Charlie. So they kind of came up in the same group. And Charlie, though, I think is 
like it's Charlie and her sister and then Addison kind of exists on her own. I don't think they're really friends. They might be friends, but like, I don't think they do a lot together, but I think Addison is the one that has way more crossover appeal because like Charlie's, I don't know. The D'Amelio sisters are just kind of boring, but I think Addison gives off that vibe of like Hollywood girl a little more and they're going to make her an actress. And she just like has that, like could be on a CW show look that Charlie doesn't have. And so I think that's like her thing. She also has a very weird mom. Oh, okay. For those of you guys who don't know who Addison is, like she just recently got in the headlines for doing all those TikTok dances mm-hmm. on Jimmy Fallon and everybody like roasted her to hell for not allowing the black creators who actually did those dances on the show. Yeah. Um, what's up with her mom? So one other thing though, is that Addison gets, I just want to like, I think she has like 35 million followers on Instagram. Her pictures get like 5 million likes. Like, her it, she's so famous as far as like influencer fame you know what I mean like her engage her content engagement is so high it's yeah. crazy but so Addison has this like stage mom I think her name is Sherry I would have to double check but like they post totally inappropriate videos her mom was always hanging around David Dobrik and that crew when Addison was hanging with them um I saw a video the other day of her and her mom doing this dance together but the lyrics are about like giving head and the mom is singing those lyrics at the beginning and then like Addison like jumps in it's I'll have to send you the TikTok because I saved it because it was so weird I like happened to get somebody reacting to Addison on my for you page so I like got my way back to Addison and I was like (laughs) looking at some of them and I was like oh my god like her mom is like singing along like about giving head or getting head and Addison's doing her little face scrunch next to her like it's very bizarre (laughs) Is this like a Lindsay Dina situation? Yes, it's a Lindsay Dina situation, except like Dina didn't have TikTok or Instagram, so she couldn't. So there was like no outlet for Dina to be Dina. You know what I mean? If Dina, if they existed in 2021, it would be very different. But Mm -hmm. like all Dina could do is eventually get on that reality show and like give interviews. And this one can like have her own account and her own followers. Right. The whole family is, like, capitalizing on this, I guess. So Dina walked so What's-Her-Face could fly. Yes, exactly. Also, I think Addison was dating, um, I don't know. She was dating another TikToker is a big deal. She's just, like, I think that the thing with Addison is that she just has the most, when you see her and you, like, see her dance and whatever she does, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I get why she's famous. Like, she looks famous. Like, she she looks like those 22-year-old CW girls, you know? Mm-hmm. So she's got that, like, it factor without actually yeah. doing anything. Yeah, she does, which, like, I hate to admit, but she does. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I... Okay. So it doesn't seem like Addison is hanging around Courtney these days. No, I don't think... I feel like we haven't seen that. I, I feel like it's been a while now. I mean, Ugh. they got needed Courtney got an in with TikTok and now Courtney I honestly you know what it is Courtney is a boyfriend Travis is like please I don't want to hang out with Addison Ray. yeah <laughs> I have Alabama that I have to deal with she is Addison Ray, but 12 right yeah I'm just trying to keep my daughter from yeah I, so I have so many questions about like what they they do re-parenting when the kids are together because Alabama's allowed to do whatever she wants and like I don't think Penelope is to that extent. 
Well, and, and I saw that yeah, TikTok that you sent me where Rain was cussing like fucking uh, some sort of 90s stand-up comic. Yeah. Oh, Alabama, I've been concerned about for six years at this point. I feel like since she was like nine, I've been concerned about her. They Lolita realness for quite a while now, and it's very uncomfortable. It's really, it's really sad. And it's really awful that Travis and her mom, who I'm not sure how involved Shayna is. I don't think she, I'll never forget like watching Meet the Barkers and like Shayna just like laid in bed on her laptop all day. she had no interest in those kids and i don't know how like how around she is i think travis is definitely their primary parent and alabama is just lawless like she's constantly live on tiktok like all of her friends are like eight some once one day i was like looking at her instagram and like looking at who she had tagged and they were all like 17 18 year old boys i think she's still 13 yeah she at 14 at most at most at the very most and she's been posting disturbing content for quite some time literally since she was nine like i'm i'm not exaggerating <laughs> no it's it's strange it's very strange didn't she get caught up with shane dawson because he had said like oh i found this hot cheerleader and it was her mm-hmm. she was like a kid i think so maybe i mean i don't i don't that doesn't sound incorrect. <laughs> it doesn't sound improbable. I just don't, I don't have a memory of that, but it definitely could have happened. I think so. Cause I think Shayna went off on him about it. Let that me, sounds right. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, oh no, this is about some other dude who sent weird text messages. Okay. Never mind. This is. Ugh. Oh, yeah, he called her sexy. Shane Dawson called her sexy. Ew. But also, like, did he know who he was talking about? Yeah. She was six at the time. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, he discussed meeting a six-year-old girl with 125,000 Instagram followers and then calls her sexy and little big dick. Then it shows Alabama's face. No, that's upsetting. Yeah, I mean, it gets even more disturbing than that. So, yeah, God, do you think that Shane Dawson is capable of making a comeback? Um, yeah, because I think everybody's capable of making a comeback on the Internet. Like, I I think that he really fucked up by not reading the room with Trisha and realizing that Trisha was on the up while Jeffrey was on the down. And I think he really pushed himself back like a year. But I think that. Here's the thing, like, people don't care. Like, they don't care about things that their fave has done. That's why I always say, like, a YouTube apology isn't an apology to people that were hurt. It's so that the fans can be like, okay, great, I can keep watching them and not feel bad about it. And I think that everybody has the possibility of coming back. And I think Shane will attract a lot of curious people. I don't think he'll ever be, like, the king of YouTube again. Yeah. But I I think he'll come back, yeah. But I think I think it's been pushed back like a year. I would bet the end of 2021, like the end of this year, maybe. Like he'll start, like maybe he'll post like some Christmas stuff. Mm, okay, okay. Do you do you like uh, Courtney and Travis together? Do you have an opinion on that? I mean, like, were there rumors of them hooking up a while ago? Yes. 
Well, I guess one thing that's good is that he's like age appropriate for her. Yeah. Thank God for that. I mean, it's not Justin Bieber. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think that this is probably I'm curious because I think that this must be her most serious relationship she's had since Scott, because this is the first guy that she's with that I feel like she is like blending her family with and like mm-hmm. really being in an adult relationship. Because like what what was the name of her last guy, that young guy? They just like took vacations together. Eunice. Yeah, it was like, a, yeah, 500 days. <laughs> summer (laughs) yeah he wasn't like blended in her to her family like that you know and Mm -hmm. I think dating Travis is like kind of a serious step for her because now the children are together and the children I think they live next door to each other or something so the kids were already close and I feel like you you know how there's like certain people that it's like if we date like it's gonna have to be very serious like it won't be possible for this to just be like a fun fling like I have with younger guys so I wonder if she's like looking for a serious relationship and maybe like maybe this is it for them I mean maybe not forever but like maybe she'll marry Travis or something I can see like I just feel like her dating him is a statement that like I'm being serious about this relationship because you can't casually date Travis Barker and like mix your kids together and shit like that right and he's already tattooed her name on his chest and yeah do you notice like I was like I feel like that isn't so sweet when he has so many tattoos he literally has a tattoo over something else yeah (laughs) I agree um but yeah I think I'm predicting this relationship is going to move quickly or at least quickly in the public's mind who knows how long that they've been together um I think she's going to have a baby with him for sure that baby, first of all, would be beautiful. Like, can we just start with that? Like, that would be a good-looking child. Say what you will about Travis. Oh. He's so hot. Okay, first of all, Travis is so hot, and you know he fucks. So like, like <laughs> Travis fucks, and you know it. Like, if there's one thing we all know about Travis Barker is that he has a huge dick, and he fucks. So, like, good for you, Courtney. Good for you. Yeah, I think that they would have a beautiful child. I agree. Maybe she will have a baby by him. And I kind of can imagine her getting married to him because she just didn't want to marry Scott. I don't think she's as anti-marriage as she always said she was. She just did not want to marry Scott. And that was the right choice. And so what was she supposed to say? Like, I just don't want to marry you. Like, you can't say that. So she's like, well, I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married. And look, I'm not discounting. I know there are a lot of people who don't want to get married. I just am not sure. I believe that about Courtney. I think that she just clearly knew that Scott was not the one for her. And then she hasn't dated anybody that was like marriage appropriate since then. And I don't know, I can really see her and Travis within the next year, like getting pregnant, getting engaged, moving in, like being full on family. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think like maybe what we're seeing of the like, will they won't lay of Scott and Courtney is that like how often in our lives do we encounter a man who was like we loved him hard but he was an absolute mess like how often yeah. does he turn it around you know and how who are we to judge for her to, for being curious about like what it could be like now that he's got it together especially when you have kids especially when you have kids especially when he's like so integrated into your family like he's a it would I bet she's like it would just be so easy for us to be together like he's already part of this family he's the father of my children like it would be easy for us to just get back together and be together it'd make life a lot easier and it doesn't work because I think at the base of it she doesn't want to be with Scott yeah I don't think so either but you know she she got in and got out at the right time so 
All right, Liz, thank you so much for talking to me about this. This was a real treat. You're welcome. I don't get to talk about the Kardashians as much as I like to. So (laughs) this was nice. Um, Tell people where they can find you. So if you are a fan of the show Teen Mom, you can listen to my podcast Feathers in My Hair. And if you want to hear me talk about a bunch of other stuff, Cares on Often, we've been talking about Sister Wives a lot. You can find me on Patreon. My podcast is called Liz Explains It All. You can go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. And I just talk about everything on there. Anything pop culture I talk about on there. So yeah, come find me on Patreon or Feathers in My Hair. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Love Thanks, you, Sarah. Love ya. All right. Bye. How did you and Hannah meet? I was following her for quite a while. I noticed that she was uh, isolating out in Shelter Island, and I checked. Trying to stay she... away from men. And then I just said, "Oh, I'm out this way too. Do you want to get a coffee?" So you guys met, and then you've been just like living through phone calls and stuff for the past five or six weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we didn't kiss on the first day, and then. On the second day, we Really? Wow. It's all coming together. <laughs> Wait, hold on. If I remember right... Wait, I was leading Hannah on? Yeah, I was. That's right. At least that's what she said. Perhaps it took you by surprise. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about this episode of Summer House. I mean... Do we need to form a support group for the victims of Hannah and Dez's sexual exploits? I think so. I feel... Oh, I just feel like that was a lot. That was a really tough episode to watch. And it seemed like everybody agreed. Uh, and I wonder if, like... I wonder what production's thinking was in this were they trolling us? Do they hate the viewers of Summer House? Do they hate Hannah and Dez? And they're just mentioning it all in order to just really give us a full spectrum of how this couple is. It's hard to say. I Before this episode aired, I saw a lot of conversations of like, how do we think Des is going to be in the house? Do we think that he is going to be a good guy? And I just have to say, listen, I hate, you know, tooting my own horn. You guys know that I am truly the most humble person in the world. I'm really good at it. But I was right. And I just wanted to let the record show that I said that Des was going to be Frank from Vanderpump Rules in that he was going to be obnoxious, ready for the applause, ready for his close up, and just like generally slimy and greasy and gross. And I was right, you know, and you know, that's obviously very tough for me to admit, but we all have to be honest. Okay. We all have to be honest. So let's start with the episode. We open again on Stephen surprising Lindsay standing in the backyard with a fresh, you know, 1999 bouquet of flowers. I, I love you written in electric key lights. Lindsay is shocked. And Stephen says, you know, I just wanted you to know that I truly loved you. And I want to hit a reset and try to be together. Lindsay's on the balcony still at this point. She's like, okay, can I just take my shoes off and I'll come meet you downstairs? But <laughs> she grabs her shoes, 
puts on some slides and it's like, fuck, like I'm on my period. Oh, girl. Is that what you're thinking of? Is that is that the first thing that comes to mind is like, I'm going to fuck this guy? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? So, oh, God. Um, I was curious about whether or not Kyle knew about this in the last episode when I was recapping it with Raven. And turns out he did. He reveals that Stravi had called him four hours prior and said, I, you know, I want to surprise Lindsay, blah, blah, blah. I'm really confused because we see Shravi's name on Kyle's phone. And I just figured his last name had to be something like Stravi something because Stravi is his nickname. But his last name is Traversy. So where did... I don't care. I don't care enough about this tiny little man to figure out why... He's got such an elaborate nickname. I just answered my own question. It's because he's a tiny little man. I get it. Things are all coming together now. The most endearing part about this whole situation is Kyle. Kyle's so excited. <laughs> he's practically jumping out of his skin after he gets off the phone with Strabby. And he's like, oh, I just want to tell everybody, but I can't. I can't. Like He's talking to himself, talking himself off the ledge of gossiping to everybody. What a cutie. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, of course, I've said it before, this house is perfect for being nosy and spying on people. And so everybody's watching Stravi and Lindsay from upstairs on the balcony. And Danielle's like, this was a grand gesture that Lindsay had been hoping for. And Kyle says, you know, Stephen wanted to do a remake. He told me on the phone he wanted to do a remake of Say Anything. Um, I don't think that involves flowers and electric lights, but, you know, whatever. Good for you. Um, then he says, you know, like, I just hope that this lives up to the hub house standards because I know that they're pretty high. So when Lindsay and Steven sit down, Steven says, you know, there was a big plan that had been in the works for a while. Now, I just want to know, like, what Stravi means by that, because all you did is buy a pack of lights and a boombox that you probably already had. So, like... Are we including drive time into this? Are we including, like, how much thought went into this? Literally, you're just bringing more flowers onto the dozens of flowers that you've already bought her. So how has this really been in the works? Is this, like, I would want a comparison. If he could, you know, put a PowerPoint for me and compare, like, how much effort went into this versus the anniversary present. Like, 
actual, I need logged hours. I need to know what Stravi's definition of effort is because, um, I have my own opinions. We'll put it, we'll put it that way. Okay. Um, you can tell that Lindsay's pretty uncomfortable. You can tell she's totally caught off guard. She's trying to play it cool, but you could just tell on the inside that she's like, oh, I don't know what to do about this, but I guess I have to make the best out of the situation. Lindsay's like, oh my God, have you been standing out here for hours? Did you know? And Severus like, well, I didn't know that you guys were going out to dinner. So I have been standing out here for an hour, which is a thing that she seemed more impressed about. The fact that he had actually... It, and I agree. <laughs> the fact that he had just been standing there goofily waiting. I mean, I'm sure production were like, okay, they're going to be coming back from the restaurant in 20 minutes. I, do I think he was really standing there that whole time? No. He's probably back on um, 1-800-Flowers trying to figure out some other bouquet that he could get her. Just add it to my tab. Just add it to my tab. So... He Stravi tells Lindsay, like, I'm scared of losing you and I want you to be my girlfriend again. And Lindsay's like, that's really street sweet and I appreciate it so much. Um, But I don't have an answer for you right now. So if your goal is to press the reset button and start fresh, then maybe we can start with a date. And Steven's like, okay, well, does that mean I have to go back to the city or what's up? And Lindsay's like, no, you can stay you know, <laughs> in that way that we all are like, well, I'm just going to sound like a bitch if I said I won't, don't want you here. So I guess I'm stuck with you. So we hear Sierra saying, you know, I just feel like this is one big gesture and he expects like the world from this. But Kyle's like, no, you guys just need to bask in the moment and like enjoy it because Lindsay's loving this. Is she? <laughs> I don't think she's loving it. Luke is actually pretty astute in his observation. And he's like, you know, this time apart, I think it gave Steven the opportunity to realize some things, but now he needs to be consistent because in the real world, buying a bouquet of flowers every day is going to be pretty expensive. <laughs> Luke has Lindsay and Stravi's relationship just on lock. He doesn't have any other relationship, including his own. He doesn't see any of those clearly, but he's got this one. And you know what? A broken model is right twice a day. Um, Carl has no idea of what's going on. He's been in the shower this entire time. Um, who knows what Hannah's gleaned from this situation because she's on FaceTime popping out another titty again for Des. Um, so Hannah's talking about, you know, like how she she's laying down the foundation of the story. So we all believe it. None of us believe it, Hannah. But she says, you know, we started talking about two weeks before I entered the house. Des sent me a DM and, you know, we went on two dates. She's like, it was fine. But, you know, I kept him on the back burner because I wanted to see what happened in the house with Luke, which was a massive error on my part. No, the massive error was popping the fuck off. The massive error was acting as though you guys were ever in a relationship. That was the error, girl. But you played yourself on that. So we don't really need to get into it anymore. Um, she's like, you know, it's so exciting to see Des because I've just been fantasizing about him for so long. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. So then back to Stephen and Lindsay. He says, you know, he says a thing that would have made me be like, boy, take your ass back to the city. 
I hate this. And this few in this sentence, he said everything that we needed to know about how he was not going to be putting much more effort into this relationship. I, oh, it bothered me so much. So then he said, he asked Lindsay for a kiss and she's like, can we just hug? Let's just maybe try a hug. And as they're hugging, Steven says, I didn't go through all this effort to not get a kiss. And then he grabs her face and just lays one on her. Fuck off. I, you're telling me that you got a boombox and a packet of candles from Amazon and you deserve to make out with me because of all the effort that you put in? What? The effort of what? Driving in traffic from Manhattan to Long Island? Okay, and? <laughs> you stopped by Whole Foods and got, got you a power bar and, and some flowers on the way? And a vitamin water? Okay. <laughs> and I'm supposed to make out with you because of that? No. No. Carl finally leaves the shower. He comes outside and sees <laughs> Lindsay and Stravi out the window and is like, you know what? I'm going back to sleep. I, no. <laughs> even Hannah. Even Hannah's talking to Paige in their room. And she says, you know, he brought all that stuff and they're still terrible at communicating with one another. So, like, I'm with you on that one, Hannah. Carl says, you know, Lindsay's my best friend and I really want her to be happy, but being around them is just like really fucking stressful and it's triggering for me. Like, this is just a lot of emotion. I can't. After Steven decides to detach his mouth hole from sucking on Lindsay's face, she's like, oh, I'm such a sucker. And she rolls her eyes. Like, at least you know. And so nobody has to tell you. <laughs> if Lindsay has nothing, she's, she's, um, very clear on where she stands. Like, she knows that the clown makeup is on her face. And so I don't have to tell her. And I appreciate that. I really do. So Amanda tells Kyle, you know, I'm feeling a little bit stressed out because if the shoe were on the other foot with Lindsay and it was a big anniversary date for her, I think Lindsay would have felt some type of way about Kyle making some grand gesture on her day. Is she right no. <laughs> I mean, is she right that, like, Lindsay might feel some type of way about it? Yes. But it's also, like, I love you, Amanda. Amanda, I'm a hashtag Batula hoop. She's an angel with just glorious titties and an ass that won't quit. But nobody gives a shit about your engagement anniversary. Like, <laughs> I don't think... And also, Lindsay didn't plan this. She had no idea. Stravi certainly doesn't know. He barely knows his own girlfriend. I'm sure he has no idea about Kyle and Amanda's hallowed on and time-honored engagement anniversary. I, I don't think that anybody's factoring in the fact that, like, you guys were supposed to get married in a few weeks. Who gives a shit? Sorry. <laughs> Not me. Will anybody, you guys, will Amanda and Kyle are uh, fostering a mama dog and her six puppies. And they're on Instagram stories all the time. Anybody who lives in the New York area, I would love for you to adopt one of those little dogs. They're so cute. They're so cute. Anyway. Um, so... Then we see Paige having a conversation on the phone with Perry, her boyfriend, and she's telling him that she's emotionally exhausted. His first reaction is, is it because of me? Are you still in love with me? <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Chill out, bro. <laughs> 
um Paige is like, you know, I just feel like everybody in the house is falling in love or they're getting these grand gestures and they're moving on with their life. And I feel like I don't have a boyfriend. I feel like I have a pen pal and we live very different lives and it's apparent how separate our lives are. I feel like I'm single without any of the benefits or fun of being single. So then we get to Lindsay and Stravi's now Stravi's bedroom and you know, Lindsay has already stated that she's on her period. So what clearly is happening is that, you know, um, Steven's riding the red wave, riding the crimson wave, if you will. But you know what? Didn't even register, not the first time or the second time that I watched this, because what we see after this is nothing in terms of my level of discomfort and my gag reflex. Really how to work out watching these episodes. Um, so Paige and Hannah are not friends. Okay. I just want to make that clear. Have you guys seen all the like tea that might be going on between Paige and Hannah, by the way, off screen, like now is they're talking because Hannah did this interview. Well, excuse me. Hannah and Des did an interview with, I think us weekly. And I talked about this interview before, but not this part. So the interviewer asks Hannah, how she feels about Paige saying like a few episodes ago that Hannah was getting a little too big for her britches. And Hannah goes on this, like what she thinks is like Brene Brown, Gloria Steinem sort of speech about how, you know, women should always be too big for their britches. And, uh, you know, I just really didn't appreciate that, that Paige would say that. And, you know, just girl, that wasn't what she meant. She meant is that you're wilding the fuck out on TV for some camera time and trying to make everything about you when it really isn't a big deal as you're making it. That's what she means about too big for your britches. This isn't like a, a hashtag girl boss conversation that we need to be having. Okay, Hannah. But anyway, the point of it is being is that clearly Hannah and Paige are having some sort of drama behind the scenes and Hannah believes that that Paige is basically like a follower. So if y'all watch Vanderpump Rules, it's almost like how like Ariana and Tom Sandoval feel about Lala. Like she was their friend. They really took her under their wing when everybody else hated Lala. And then Lala started being friends with Katie and Brittany and Jax. And it's like she kind of abandoned Tom and Ariana. Um, so Hannah was highly suggesting that Paige is basically under Kyle's thumb and that she heard that Kyle had said that Hannah would have nothing if it weren't for him and yada, yada, yada. Do I believe that? Um, I believe that Kyle would maybe say like some version of that, but I don't. I don't think that like Paige would be so influenced and so terrified of Kyle and Amanda that she would abandon her friendship with Hannah and like try and stick with quote unquote, the winning team. She's probably doing it because you suck Hannah. <laughs> and now she realizes it. Um, so anyway, back to the show and why I think that Hannah and Paige are not friends. And again, I could make another Vanderpump comparison because I see the witches of WeHo do this all the time. They'll post pictures of the group 
on social media, you know, back when they were all friends. I don't know if they're friends all now. I don't know where Kristen fits in the mix. And frankly, I don't care because they're not on the show. (laughs) My point being, back when they were all on a TV show, they would post pictures of each other on social media. And it was like one of them would always look fucking busted. And my thought was always like, girl, as a woman and as a woman who understands girl code you know not to be posting pictures where you look good and your friend looks bad that means that you don't really fuck with that girl right (laughs) like that is a power move okay and so hannah is walking around in this like naomi from mama's family no insult to naomi because she's an icon but again one of these like off the shoulder tops that looks like you know like some sort of collaboration between like H&M X Pampers or something like it looks like if the children's place made a line for adults it's another two-piece and like a tight short and like the top was too big and too billowy and the shorts were too small she's got a beautiful body that Hannah but it's also like you know it's like she took a large top and an extra extra small bottom neither of them fit and she looked silly so hannah asks Paige, the fashionista of the house like what does this outfit say to you and Paige is like you know i think you look really cute and flirty but also innocent and adorable and it's like no you look like <sighs> Anyway, (laughs) Um, they start talking about uh, Perry and Hannah's like, you know, I'm so excited that Des is coming, but it makes me want Perry to come too. And like, we can all hang out with each other. And Paige says, you know, my dream scenario would be if Perry came the same night and we had a double date and Hannah's like, how long are you willing to be with a guy who doesn't want to hang out with your friends. And this was actually like a pretty lovely conversation. My feelings about Hannah aside, I feel like she was being a really good friend to Paige and giving her really good advice. Um, So Paige says, you know, it's a second summer in a row that Perry hasn't hung out with my friends and the second summer in a row that he's made me feel bad about not hanging out with him. And I just feel like he's putting me in a situation where I feel like I have to choose. And she says, it, I get if he doesn't want to hang out with my friends, that's one thing, but it's another thing to make me feel guilty because I want to hang out with my friends. So then she starts to get emotional and she says, you know, like, I just feel frustrated because if he really loved me and wanted to make it work, he would figure it out because he's the guy. And Hannah says, you know, that she thinks that Perry loves you, but like, I don't know if it's a love, the kind of love that you need right now or that you want right now, Paige. And she says, you know, if this is a guy that you see your future with and you want to marry, you shouldn't be this miserable. You shouldn't be so unhappy. And she tells Paige, she encourages her to tell him exactly how she's feeling and be fully honest. And Paige says that she's never done that, that she's never really spoken up for herself because she's always trying to keep the peace. And Hannah says, but you're hurting yourself in order to make Perry not hurt. And that doesn't make sense. And Paige says, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And if Perry doesn't like it, that's his own problem. But Hannah says, no, like, seriously, she insists 
you should just knock out, have this conversation, talk about the difficult things and see what happens because I think it'll be a lot better for you. Danielle has a heartwarming conversation with her mom about being a child of divorce and making things work with Robert, blah, blah, blah. Next. So then we see Lindsay and Stravi. They're talking in their bedroom about their relationship. And Lindsay says something in a confessional about how, like, they had, like, talked all they could talk. And that she they really needed to, like, see what things would be like for them in person. And she tells Stephen, like, I think there's a strong potential for us to get back to where we were. And, you know, I think we just needed the opportunity to be around each other again. And then Lindsay says, oh, um, I didn't tell you this last night, but, you know, my period was late by a few days. And, you know, of course, I told Danielle and she insisted that I take a pregnancy test and it came back negative. Obviously, I'm on my period right now, but how would you feel if it came back positive? And he says, you know, I think this is a joint decision if you wanted to think about getting back together I would support that if you felt like you wanted to do this on your own I would support that too he says you know I do want to have kids and she's like right now do you want to do them right now and he's like well no not right now not right this second but you know and then she says well it could happen last night okay so she mentions a couple times about having sex but we know that Hannah or uh that Lindsay is on her period and I just want her to know like tell us can we get confirmation that she knows that you know hormones when you're on your period are at their lowest and that's like the least likely time for you to have a baby I I just think if she wants a baby so bad maybe she might want to know about her cycles and hormones and ovulation and how all that works I don't know that's not for me to judge but that's neither here nor there also, why are you letting this guy continuously nut inside of you if you don't even know if you want to be in a relationship with him? Girl. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Des arrives. Hannah and Sierra and Paige are running around the house screaming as though, like, it was me at age nine and JTT was outside of my door. Um, Hannah and Des make out immediately. Sierra and Paige are like, surprise at how tall he is and Paige says he's a lot better looking in person. Okay. Um, the man is there just long enough to get a glass of water. And then he whispers to Hannah bathroom and Hannah gets so excited. They're walking down the stairs to go to the bathroom. So excited that she takes off her shoes in the middle of the staircase. And like, honestly, that's like, summer 2021 vibe for me just like (laughs) so incredibly horny that i'm just like so desperate and giggling around the house um they run to the bathroom it is four o'clock as the editors have put up a clock at the bottom of the screen and at 401 they're done so you know maybe he is more like kyle than we thought um after they're done with their afternoon delight Des meets a very shirtless Luke and his immediate reaction to seeing Luke is, wow, you came as advertised. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then Kyle walks into the, the kitchen and says in a confessional, oh my God, Hannah wanted to bang me this whole time. So now she's dating my dad. Funny. 
he's six years older than you, Kyle. So like, all right. <laughs> I, I Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Hannah says in a confessional, you know, it took a lot for Des to come here knowing the fights that I've had with Kyle and Luke. And we just see a montage of her talking shit about Luke to Des on FaceTime. And she says, you know, him being here shows how much he cares about me. And, you know, it's nice to have a guy on my team. Not, neither of these dudes want to fight with you. Not Luke. Not Kyle. They really don't. It, it's really not like a, I need this man. I'm, and what is Des going to do? Well, we see what Des is going to do. So, oh God, we got to talk about that. So, surely Luke cannot give a shit. He could not care less about Des because why would he? Why would he? It's still interesting to see the delusion that's happening with Hannah on part of Des, or Luke rather, especially when it has to do with Des. Like, she wants Luke to be jealous. She wants him to be jealous. And we've all been in that space where we want to see the guy see us with another guy and feel some type of way about it. But like, this ain't that kind of party girl. And the more smug you are about it, the more sad it looks. Anyway, Paige FaceTimes Perry and she tells him about how like Steven came back and Des is in the house and Robert's coming and Perry says that he doesn't want to interfere with Paige hanging out with her friends. But then he asks her, like, are you upset that I'm not there? And she says, you know, I wish that you were there. And he says, you know, I'm sorry. Like, but, you know, I have a lot of work to do. And in a confessional, Paige says, Stephen decorated the whole backyard. He didn't. He decorated, you know, um, like maybe like a 36 by 24 plot of the backyard. After Lindsay broke up with him, and my boyfriend can't even come for a goddamn drink. <laughs> that's real, girl. That is real. And that's real sad. So Paige gets off the phone with Perry. She decides to make lobster pasta for the family. Again, I'm loving how into cooking everybody is and playing restaurant. And, like, they're even, you know, having people serve other people. And they're planning times. And Paige is making this lobster pasta. She's on the phone with her mom. Did you guys notice that? Okay, so while Paige is making this beautiful lobster pasta, Hannah's making... Uh, a cup, putting a pup, couple of pepperonis and a crescent roll and some cheese. And I don't really know what that had to do with like a lobster pasta, but okay. It's clear that she just wanted to like impress Des, but like this is all she knows how to make is like rolled up dough and meat and cheese. And like, again, did it go with the meal? No. Would I have eaten it? Probably, but that's not the point. Um, so when Paige goes to FaceTime with her mom to talk about the recipe and get tips, Sierra says, oh, I want to meet your mom. Hannah's doing her own thing. But as soon as she notices that Sierra is going to talk to Paige's mom, she runs in front of the t the um phone to, like, block the view of Sierra. Like, she did not give a shit about Paige's mom until she saw Sierra was getting attention. I hope we all clock that. Um, it's little things. It's really the little things. So outside, Steven and Luke are talking and Steven's like, oh, how do you feel about Des? And again, Luke's like, honestly, I don't give a fuck, but he seems fine. Whatever. So everybody sits down for dinner and Luke and Des have this conversation. 
Lucas doing some digging and he played that brilliantly. Although I don't think that he really had to play it that smart because Dez was like, just like a pig and shit. Like he could not wait to tell everybody all this weird stuff about him and Hannah. So um, Luke asks how Des and Hannah met and Des says, you know, I'd been following her on social media for a while. And then I noticed that when the quarantine happened, that lockdown happened, that she was out in Shelter Island. And I guess his family has a house out in West Hampton. So he's like, oh, okay. So I hit her up and asked her if she wanted to go get a coffee with me. And then Luke is like, oh, okay, so you guys met and you guys have just been like kind of living on phone calls and stuff for the past five or six weeks. And Des is like, yeah yeah and looks like oh huh wow okay so then des says thrilled please this punch you know we didn't kiss on the first date but the second date we did fucked and luke just stares at him and says really <laughs> can't cameras cut to kyle and amanda and they're both making this face like that charade like ooh. <laughs> spicy um in a confessional luke says wow it's all coming together so wait if i remember right i was leading hannah on oh yeah that's right or at least that's what she said boom with the chopper luke with the chopper then they decide to get into the details and i truly can't tell if they were joking or not but hannah says oh, you know, we didn't kiss when we were fucking, like, and then Des says, we just did it doggy style and had our masks on. It, like, a sex positive and, like, how I, I am an admitted disgusting person. I mention it all with my legs spread wide, right? To my friends. Never would I, like, have this conversation with a bunch of people that I had just met. Like, that, No he's a comedian <laughs> there, there's a big question mark hanging in the air after i asked that question Ugh. i just remembering this article that i saw in which i guess he had a podcast or maybe he still does i don't care but there was an article from 2017 in which they were going the fuck off on Des. It was so funny. And if I can find it again, I will put it in the description. It was great. Basically, Des had a woman comedian on his podcast. And they had gotten into a conversation about sexism and how women don't get the same breaks in the comedy world as men do. And then... Homegirl brings up the fact that apparently Des had told her in a conversation prior to her coming on the podcast that Des had said um, to her, like, oh, I would really love to have you on this comedy tour I'm doing, but I don't want people to think that we're together. Why? First of all, why would that matter? And that's what, why would you say that? Like, if that were true, and that's such a stupid, re like, you're concerned about what, comedy Does he have comedy fans like that? Uh, apparently he's very big in Ireland, but whatever. Uh, secondly, like, do you care about people gossiping about you? About, like, comedy fans gossiping about whether or not you're with some 
other woman just because you happen to be working together? Like, what what the shit is that? Anyway, she brings it up because he's kind of acting like, oh, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Like, yeah, it is really tough for you women, right? But she's like talking about a very blatant example of him <laughs> screwing her over purely on the, the context of her being a woman. And she starts talking about how like there are men in comedy who will like basically gaslight you and deny your experiences. And so as she's saying, like you did this thing to me, you stopped me from getting a bag because you were afraid that people might think I was your girlfriend. He denies and denies and denies and denies. Oh, maybe I didn't say it like that. Maybe this is what I meant. Are you sure I even said that? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I'm positive that you said that. I'm positive that you were serious. I'm a comedian. I know the difference between when somebody's joking or not. You said it. You meant it. It was real. My experience is real. Please stop denying it. So apparently after that came out, he pulled the episode. And so she called him out on like, why did you pull the episode? Hello, obviously, because it made him look like a dickhead, right? So then I guess he put it back, but it was just like very weird. So anyway, it does sucks. And apparently he has been sucking for years now, for years. Um, and then there was another clip that I guess he had, he had, I don't know if this was his show or somebody else's show, but somebody put it on my Twitter where he was talking weird stuff about like um, the Romani gypsies in, in Europe and, and how they abuse the, uh, uh, public uh like welfare system and he was just saying some weird shit about and then i didn't really hear what he was saying because i think i didn't hear the full thing but i think he said something about people in africa but again i didn't see the full comment but it didn't sound great the the little part that i did see didn't sound great um so yeah he sucks he sucks he wants to be on TV, you guys. He is so fucking horny to be on TV. Probably even more horny for uh, airtime than he is for Hannah, frankly. I think my thing is that, like, I'm grateful <laughs> that they're together because it means that nobody else in the dating pool has to be exposed to them. <laughs> Because I think there are two sides of the same coin and it's weird and like they just laugh a little too hard. They're a little bit too loud. I ugh, Something about them is very weird and Des specifically like I think he wants to be on the show. I think he wants this is not like a charismatic comedian being on a show and like you know jumping off of the screen because he's charismatic. This is a guy who was being very tactical and slimy and like wants to have attention. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So Hannah tries to explain why she had sex with Des. Not that she needs to. But this is her explanation. Um, She says, you know, I hadn't had sex in six months because of lockdown. And, you know, it felt like six years. So while Luke was in Minnesota um, fucking who knows what, (laughs) um, you know, when Des walked into my life, I was like, yes, take me, take me. You guys weren't dating. So first of all, to say who knows, he was fucking who knows what, like, ew. (laughs) And secondly, I mean, he is allowed to do whatever because y'all weren't in a relationship and you weren't in a relationship. But the problem is that you were acting like this man was leading you on. And I think there was a time where he probably was not being as clear with you as he should have been. And that sucks. But also, don't act like he owed you anything. He did not owe you his chastity. (laughs) I mean, he gave you chastity. He didn't have sex with you. So, you know, <laughs> don't act like he was being bad and so I was being bad. Like, no, he was doing his thing. You were doing yours. But, like, you decided to make it weird by acting like it, he was not allowed to be doing whatever he was doing. Anyway. Sierra and Carl have, like, a really nice heart-to-heart moment. I really like their relationship. And I like that it seems like Carl can... Have somebody like Sierra who is really emotionally intelligent and can offer him support where he needs it. And he tells Sierra, like, I'm happy for Lindsay, but the energy that Steven and Lin- that Steven and Shravi have is, like, very triggering for me because I pick up on people's energy. And it's just been, like, a lot for me, you know, especially where I am in my life and losing my brother. And so Sierra says, you know, I just want him to feel like he's supported and like I can understand what he's going through because I've dealt with a lot of deaths working as an ER nurse, like more than I ever expected. So I just want him to know that he has people in his corner and he can talk about his feelings, whether they're good or bad. Love you. Thank you, Sierra. Outside, Steven and Carl and Kyle and Luke go outside. They're sitting by the fire. Um, Carl asks Luke how he feels about Dez. And Luke's like, you know, I can't really say because I haven't really had a conversation with him. But based off what little communication we have had and how he carries himself, like, he just rubs me the wrong way. Me too, Luke. He says, you know, the thing is that they were clearly seeing each other prior to us all coming here. But yet she was worried about me and at the same time we see hannah and des giving us another 90 seconds of love and i'm putting that in quotes <laughs> Lindsay seems to be wasted she's laying on the bed with a d- oh, titty out again another summer 2021 vibe and all we see is footage of outside their door they're clearly hooking up he's clearly riding that crimson wave again and even hear Lindsay say, oh, we're going to make babies now. Hmm. Why? Why? Um, I don't even know why she would be suggesting 
You guys aren't even officially together. You're making him work for it. Why are you even inviting the idea that he would bring his like put his little five foot two sperm inside of you? That that's a question I'll, I don't need the answer to. So the next day, everybody decides to go on a boat ride except for Danielle, who's waiting for her boyfriend Robert to come, and Hannah and Des. As soon as everybody leaves, Hannah and Des start cheering, and then she jumps into his arms and he starts just humping her. This man is 44 years old. Ugh. So on the way to the boat, Amanda asks everybody what they think about Des, and Paige is like, I feel like he's the, kind of the male version of her because they're both so loud. <laughs> they all agree that they seem like he's a really engaged and present guy, and then Paige is like, so are we going to talk about how Steven's back in the house? Or are we just going to gloss over it? Like, what's what's the plan here? <laughs> Paige says, you know, I just feel like I know more about Lindsay's relationship than I do my own. So when they get on the page, on the boat, Paige is me. I, summer 2021 vibe number three. She says, I'll have an alcoholic beverage. Like, what else am I doing? Thank you. So back at the House of Horrors, Hannah decides to take Des into Kyle and Amanda's bathroom. She's like, oh, there's a, I'm going to take you to the best bathroom. At this point, these people are like two feral, unfixed chihuahuas just spraying, marking their territory all over this house. And honestly, if I were the owners watching this, I would specifically like call Gloria Allred, call the police, call the governor. I'm suing you for the safety deposit because what, what is that? What is that? On the boat, Paige tells Sierra and Amanda that Hannah told her that she and Des had sex three times the day before. And Sierra's like, when did they even have time to do that? Well, <laughs> you know, we all, we all have four minutes in our day, you know, to, fr to spend it wisely. And I guess they did. Um, so Daniel's boyfriend, Robert, shows up to the house and he is she is so excited. Seeing how Danielle handles Robert coming into the house and her new relationship is so different from Hannah and Des. And I'm not saying that it's wrong, like that either of them are doing things the right and wrong way. It's just very interesting to watch. It seems to me like if I were somebody who were not watching the show, I would say, oh, it looks like Danielle and Robert just met each other and Hannah and Des have known each other for quite some time. Like something about Danielle and Robert was still like that awkward kind of nervous. We're trying to figure it out because we've just been on the phone and we've really like had our relationship be more on the phone than in real life. So there's still a kind of like awkwardness to it. Whereas like, again, Mr. and Mrs. Humperson are having the great time, best time doing the butt with each other all over this mansion. Did anybody else think that Robert kind of looks like John Heater? Like the guy who played Napoleon Dynamite? Not Napoleon Dynamite, but the guy who played him. Right? You guys see it? So Robert and Danielle are like pouring a glass, pouring a glass of wine and the editors cut back to Hannah and Des still in Kyle and Amanda's bathroom. And we can hear him whisper <laughs> pull your bathing suit to the side yuck <laughs> so danielle go and robert go out to the pool and they're just like you know dipping their legs in and having a drink and 
Then ha uh, Danielle can see Hannah and Des go into the laundry room. And she's like, I don't think they're going to be doing laundry in there, are they? No. No, it's, it's only getting worse, Danielle. It's only getting worse. Ugh. At some point, we even hear Amanda or Hannah say, Amanda and Kyle are going to be so mad. And then Des says, should I go jerk off on Kyle and Amanda's bed? Ew. Again, 44 years old. 44. <sighs> on the boat, Paige asks Sierra, like, what do you think about Steven and Lindsay? What do you think about Steven coming back? And Sierra's like, I think it's weird. And I just feel like everybody just glazed over it. <laughs> and Paige says, you know, a couple of flowers and candies wouldn't bring me back. But you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be talking about anybody's relationship. Who are me to judge? So Hannah does leave Amanda and Kyle's bathroom. And like I said, she tells him to go fuck her in the laundry. And he's like, I'll fuck you everywhere. Like, oh, God. <laughs> and by the way... <laughs> I feel like part of me feels like such a hater for having to go in on Hannah, but it's also like, you're making me, you're forcing my hand, girl. And I just want to say that, like, we have seen Hannah rock this green two-piece bikini. Like, she wears it as though they're, like, her inside clothes. And so now seeing her just, like, traipse around the house, getting banged out in various people's bathrooms and in the laundry room and in the pantry it's just like girl like have you washed that like this is beyond a hand wash i don't know if we need like a dry cleaning situation like get a professional just put it in the washer with nothing else just put <laughs> nothing no no other item of clothes a lot of soap and just like let it soak put it on the soak hot water and then like on the hottest I don't know if you're supposed to be putting bathing suits in the dryer but just I think you know just put it on the hot hot heat and disinfect it or maybe like if you can find one of those disinfecting boxes like they put like people can get it for their phones you put it in that box and like turn it on like I don't know if there's some sort of infrared thing it gotta be something reasonably priced that you can find on Amazon it just feels like that bikini has been through so much and I'm just concerned about how many washes have been happening. Because it definitely, if it hadn't been washed now, it definitely needs to be washed after all of the terrible fluids that it has been, it's been exposed to. So after Hannah and Dez are done defiling every private and public inch of this house, they decide to get in the hot tub. So basically it's like semen soup in there, okay? And I just hope that they drained and disinfected that hot tub after they got out. They start talking about how, like, oh, they've never felt this way about anybody before. Uh, my man, you have so emotion so much emotional intelligence. What? Does he? The man who just said he was going to jack off on your roommate's bed has more emotional intelligence than any guy you've ever met? That's a you problem, baby. <laughs> That's on you, girl. <laughs> so, um, Des asks her to be his, his uh, girlfriend finally at this point he decides to remember how old he is and he's like oh it feels kind of weird asking you to be my girlfriend because i'm 44 but you know i it didn't feel that weird uh jerking off in her hair in the pantry <laughs> 44 was that right out the window at that point wasn't it 
okay so then he makes her straddle her in the hot tub again just like oh did did you tell her to put her panties to the side again oh my throat (laughs) my throat is actually opened up (laughs) oh okay okay um everybody's drunk when they get back from the boat they're having a party outside in the front yard uh sierra's managed to get on top of carl's car and he has to like carry her like prince charming off the car to the ground and that was like really hot for me um so Paige is wasted <laughs> they get inside and they're all meeting robert and Lindsay's so wasted that she tries to kiss danielle did you guys see that she tried to kiss danielle on the mouth and danielle's like girl <laughs> no um Paige and sierra get in the hot tub with des and hannah put a hazmat suit on before you get in there and they start talking and Paige is wasted like i said and she's telling she's telling them that she almost had sex with carl on the boat she's like not really but like i thought about it i thought about having sex with everybody on that boat <laughs> i love her i love drunk Paige. Kyle loves her too. He's telling Amanda who's making like Uncle Ben's rice into a um a fried rice situation. I she put like half a cup of soy sauce in that tiny little pan on a hot plate. Um they're talking about Kyle starts talking about how Paige got drunk and she was like my favorite version of herself. Like I just love the Paige who gets away from Hannah and away from the giggly squad of it all. Like that is my favorite Paige. And I hope we see more of her. Amanda is being just an absolute angel talking about how good Des is, how she's so happy for Hannah, how he makes her feel so happy and how they're such a good fit. And um, she just loves them together. Not knowing that he probably, you know, sprayed onto like some sort of self tanner, like, you know, wash your beauty blenders. Those are highly absorbent. I'm sorry for being gross, you guys, but it's just like, I, this is how I have to work things out in my mind. You know, I have to talk about it and I have to let it out because I can't keep those semen demons inside of me. Okay. Um, so Hannah and Des are continuing their like two person comedy act. Like, they're fucking Laurel and Hardy. And they're telling Paige and Sierra how they had sex in basically every room of the house while they were gone. And they were in the pantry. And Des is like, oh, you know, we went in the pantry. And Hannah, um, quote, ate a little bit. Okay. Sierra asked Des if he licked Hannah's vagina. Why she would ask that question, I don't know. But... He says, oh, you know, I did on on Amanda and Kyle's bed. Sierra ends up slipping in the hot tub and she says something about like, oh, I almost drowned. And I'm like, God, if that were me, I'd just be like, Jesus, take the wheel. You know, just put put me under. I'm done. (laughs) My work here on this planet is done. Um, Yeah, I just so then Hannah tells them like, oh, we didn't have sex on their bed but we did have in their bathroom but Paige don't tell them and Paige is like I'm not going to tell them but then <laughs> we end the episode and Paige in a confessional saying like Kyle is going to flip the fuck out when he finds out <laughs> and I can't blame them so my question to you guys is would you mind if your friend if you guys were all sharing a summer house 
some sort of vacation house. Would you mind if your friend and her boyfriend had sex in the bed? Because it's not technically your bed, but it kind of is. Would you be mad? Do you feel like they have the right to be mad? My answer is yes, but let me know. Sound off in the comments when I post it. That's the end of Summer House, you guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye.